And we are on, it is the Tales of a First Time Dad, episode number eight. I hope everyone is doing okay this week. It's been a very stressful week for us, and we'll get into that later on in the podcast. But like always, just want to start it by saying thank you so much to every single person who continues to listen to the podcast, like the podcast, and share the podcast. It, it just blows my mind every week. I still, every week, can't get over the love we have um like the, the philippines any listeners did and they have now become my third most listened to country in the podcast which is crazy and in the last week we've had canada sweden and portugal all jump on the ride of the first time that podcast and become listeners which is it's it's mad it really is mad i think we're hitting like 20 countries now which i just still can't believe to be honest with you i'm so happy so many people enjoy listening to the podcast and listen to my experiences about becoming a father it's the best thing that's ever happened to me in life it's the best experience i've ever went through in life every single day is an absolute blessing so being able to talk about it and people enjoying me talking about it is it's the best feeling in the world honestly so thank you again to absolutely everyone who, who listens to the podcast it doesn't go unnoticed everyone who interacts with us on social media and stuff like that and shows the love to the podcast it it's absolutely amazing it's it's just so heartwarming and I didn't expect this response when I decided to do it. So I say it at the start of every episode, um, but I just want to say an extra thank you um, this week because we've surpassed 20 countries and never in my wildest dreams that I ever imagined 20 different countries listening to the podcast. So it's a bit of a milestone for me, really. Um, I'm a little bit overwhelmed. So thank you so much. But getting into the podcast, Leo is... 12 weeks old tomorrow uh, he's three months old a week on monday so on the 12th of feb he's three months old which is crazy to have a three month old it's the maddest thing in the world like i remember him being born like it was yesterday it doesn't feel like it was nearly three months ago i remember that most traumatic day what well, four days should i say in the hospital like it was literally last week and me and sofa speaking about it the other day saying like that's nearly three months ago it's 12 weeks ago tomorrow because um, we're recording this on a Saturday. I don't know if you know, it's just getting released on a Saturday. Now we've decided to just change the release date to be Saturdays at 6pm. Um, they just work better for us. Leo gets more in his week and it allows me to speak about sensory and stuff like that when he goes on a Friday. Um, but yeah, 12 weeks tomorrow. Like me and Sophie were saying, it feels like it was like last week that we was in, in the hospital going through the most traumatic of times we could have went through, everything that went wrong could go wrong went wrong for us and that was literally 12 weeks ago like it's quite scary really and the other day leo um had his fussy kit on before the liverpool match and it was the first time i've looked down being like oh my god you've grew up so much like everyone says you blink and they grow up and i used to always think yeah well did the babies for like easily a year before they start like properly like walking crawling probably more 18 months before you're having full conversations with them, 18 months or two years. Even then, they're still learning to talk for a good number of years. So I was like, yeah, well, that years it's got years of them being like babies. It, surely you don't blink and they grow up, but honest to God, they do. Like, I looked at Leo the other day and was like, oh my God, you look so different. And like, you, you've become like your own little person. And what felt like was overnight. I mean, people who don't see him every day, you see him maybe one or two times a week, they notice it more. But because me and Soph spent every day with him, you don't really notice the little changes. But it was the other day when he had that, the, his little fuzzy kiss on, he, we were getting a picture of him and he was sat there smiling away. Like he looked like a proper little toddler. 
and me and Soph were just so taken back by it because it was like as if like everyone always says cherish the moments when they're literally a newborn he's not even classed as a newborn anymore they're only a newborn until they're eight weeks but everyone always says like cherish them eight weeks you blink and they grow up and it feels like that for us the past i'd say the past week it just feels like he's really grown up and grown into himself a little bit more and um it's mad it, it's just so mad to look at him and think like we, we the kit, kit we we had on him was this red Liverpool kit and when we got his um baby photo shoot when he was about four weeks old we put that kit on him just like draped over him just because like i love Liverpool and wants to like wants the picture of him as a Liverpool kit but we compared it side by side with the picture we took this week and it's just mad how much he's grown changed developed in literally a space of eight weeks it's it's crazy really how how quick it's gone like even when you look at pictures even from like say christmas day to now that was like what five six weeks ago and he's just grown so much and changed so much and every single day is is a blessing but you don't see these changes like i think when it's your own kid i think you only really notice changes maybe every few months you'll look at them and think oh my god you've changed so much or oh my god you grew up so much and i think you only notice that every few months as a parent where you probably notice it more with other people's children because you don't see them as much so like you might see them once twice a week maybe once a month something like that and you'll see them and think oh my god you've changed so much because you don't see them every day but when it's your own kid you just don't notice it at all um and it really took me and so back this week seeing seeing how much he has changed um which was a nice thing this week because this week has been a bit of a nightmare week really um before we get into into it really i feel like this podcast will probably be potentially even shorter than last week's and this isn't oh the podcasts are getting shorter every week last week um leo was like didn't really do much he just done his normal week and that so there wasn't much to talk about since the same this week he hasn't really been out because he hasn't been well which has just been absolutely heartbreaking to be honest um i've had a bit of a chest infection and being being a baby and i, th- I think this is the first experience because when he goes to nursery it's just going to be illnesses all the time but he's caught that off me and then i'm starting to get a little bit better he's starting to get a little bit better now um i'm starting to get a little bit better but now sophie's caught it so she'll probably have it for like a week and i'll catch it back again i i went i think four days without having a flu and four days later i caught it again so i passed it to sophie last time i was better and i think i've caught it back off here um and leo caught it off us so it's been a little bit of a a stressful week he hasn't really left the house much he did go swimming on monday which is what he does every single monday um and this was probably around the start of him being sick so he was okay but not himself so like when we go swimming with him he, he's usually fine for about 25 minutes and then he gets a little bit fed up i feel like he got a little bit fed up a little bit quicker this week because he just his sinuses are all blocked he's not breathing as well as he can because his sinuses are blocked and i think he was he was just fed up um he did enjoy swimming for about well, 15 20 minutes he was like splashing the water we were obviously doing uh, the things that the teacher was telling us where like you have him on his back and and like walk backwards so it looks like he's like getting used to like being on his back and you put him on his front and blow bubbles in the water so they can copy you and and stuff like that and he was doing all that i'm really loving it uh, he just got a little bit a little bit more fed up a little bit quicker 
than what we've seen in in the previous weeks really which is expected i mean i've been fed up this week and i haven't been well i'm still just getting over it you can probably hear it in my voice um but just that time of year really isn't it where the zillions is going round and stuff and it's just the change in in seasons change temperature and things like that but as an adult you don't realize how much it can affect a little baby Um, i have had a really really chesty cough myself and a little bit wheezy myself Um, but when you hear leo having wheeziness a little cough a little flu you just feel absolutely helpless because there's not much you can do and my biggest gripe is so we went to boots just to have a look what what there was and to help him with it because we was using like a saline spray um from when he last had a flu when he was literally about two three weeks old he had a little bit of flu and the saline spray really helped clear his his nose out and stuff and he was fine um and then when he had his vaccinations as well he got a little bit of a snuffle so we used the saline spray then again worked absolutely fine um but this time when we used it it just didn't really help he still sounded the exact same so we thought like oh we need to maybe look if there's anything else we can give him to help him with like fight this little flu symptom he's got really um it could maybe be that off the back of his vaccine i caught a little bit of of a flu off him and then he's caught it back off me always come to the end of the vaccine where he's his body's fighting it off and this is just the end of it we don't really know but we've just put it down to i've had a chesty cough and stuff and a bit of a flu and now he's caught it um but my biggest gripe is because he's not three months old there's nothing that you can really give them which is a bit annoying really so we went into boots and had to look what was there and you can get like benel and cough syrup for babies and for children but they can't have it till they're three months old which is just a bit mad to me really because by the time leo turns three months old on the 12th he doesn't get his second round of vaccinations until the following thursday so touch what he doesn't get sick but hypothetically if he was sick on the 13th of feb we're then allowed to give him benelin children's cough medicine if he had a cough but if he got sick on the 11th we're not because he's not three months old and i don't really understand how like a week before he's three months old what changes in that week for him to then instantly be able to have a, a, a literally an array of different things for cold and flu like an array they can have everything pretty much from three months old and i don't really understand what changes in the space like a week so as i was speaking to the person in boots and i said like he's he's 12 weeks old on sunday um three months old on the 12th so like, oh yes you can't use any of that and i was just like it's literally a week away like what changes in a week because i believe if he would have been able to have some of them he might have been better quicker um because right now with his age you're basically treating cold and flu and a chesty cough with nothing but part but cowpaw which is paracetamol and he's only had that once because you're only allowed to give cowpaw when you've got a temperature so it, it's just it's so hard to understand how within the space like a week you can then instantly have like ibuprofen type medications and stuff like that to help him with it i just don't understand it at all um, but like I said, he did have a high temperature one day. I think that was on on Tuesday night because I was in work and Soph messaged me and said he's he's really unsettled. He's got a really high temperature. 
and she'd give him some cowpo, but she'd let me know if anything changed overnight because I was on a night shift. I remember sitting, I just did not, like, my head just wasn't there at all Tuesday night because I was sat in work thinking, oh my God, like, my baby's, like, ill and I'm here and we might have to take him to the hospital. And I just didn't, like, in my job on some nights, you're, you're, you're allocated, like, a sleeping night. So I was on the sleeping night on the Tuesday and I just didn't sleep at all because I was just thinking, Soph's going to ring me in a minute, I'm going to have to go to the hospital, Soph's going to ring me in a minute, I'm going to have to go to the hospital, because you do think the worst all the time when it's your own kid, like you think, oh my God, this could happen, um, this could happen, that could happen, and you just start panicking constantly. Um, Soph didn't help with a text saying, oh, you're so unsettled, mate, I've taken the hospital, because my heart just sunk. Um, but we gave him cowpaw that night and decided to see how he was the following morning, and if he was still really unsettled and had a really high temperature we'd take him to the doctors and that would be our first protocol like I've mentioned a few times on the podcast our doctors are really good so we would have rang them that morning we would have got to see him within probably an hour or two um which is rare to be honest for for a GP to to see you that quick but I suppose babies do get priority um but yet the next morning he his temperature had gone right down and he was a lot more himself but still very wheezy and chesty uh, but that's one thing I can say with Calpolit, every time we've had to use it for Leo, so we had to use it with his vaccinations, that's something that they advised, that you give him a dose the minute he get home and one more dose. He didn't have any temperature off his vaccinations because we obviously followed the guidance of the nurse. Um, and then one time before that, when he was a little bit sick and had a little bit of flu, we used Calpol, um from the advice of the doctor. And again, his temperature was dead high and within... And now we're two hours of having the cowpaw, it was right back down to normal and he was more himself again. So I would say don't be scared. I know a few parents can be worried about giving any medications to the child when they're sick because it's such a grey area. Like I mentioned, three months seems to be the golden number in order to use any medication with your child if they are sick. Um, but cowpaw you can have from, from birth. Obviously, as they get older, the, the dosage that they can have within a day increases, but... Leo, touch wood, has only ever had to probably usually need one dose of of Calpol and it really helps him, brings the temperature down massively. So he had one one dose of Calpol Tuesday night and that's all he's had all week considering he has been so sick. We didn't go to his baby club on Tuesday because we had the hand casting, which I'll speak about in a little bit, but he didn't go to sensory on Friday either. Again, it was half term, but he probably wouldn't have went even if it wasn't half term because he just hasn't been himself. He, he literally has not left the house because when he's got a cough and a flu, it, it just feels like the best place for him to be is in his nice warm house in his own comforts and that and, and getting better. And that's what we've done with him. He, he stayed in all week and he's miles better today than he has been for the whole week. He's a lot more himself again. He's smiling again, laughing again. Um, but yeah, as me advice I'd give for, for new parents is don't be afraid to to use Calpol if they are sick. Um it it's so good. We've had we've it's really, really helped Leo this week and it helped him after his vaccines as well. Uh, I'm jealous because he gets to have nice flavour paracetamol because and I'm saying sat there swallowing paracetamol, which I just don't like taking tablets where I know Calpol from when I was a kid is gorgeous. It's mad why the kids' medicines taste nice, but when you become an adult you have, like, if if Leo was having child's cough medicine if he was old enough, I guarantee it's nicer than the cough medicine I've took all week. 
because for some reason when you become an adult they just think oh you don't need nice fruity medicine anymore you can just have have crap um but yeah he's be he's so much better in himself and just a few little tips if you, if your baby did end up with a bit of like cold and flu and stuff johnson's do a vapor bath which is very 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 good so when you bath your child um we you have obviously have shampoo and and the body wash the normal johnson's one but we don't tend to use that that much we have got it if we bath them in the morning we'll use that but a lot of the stuff we use to bath leo is the is the nighttime one because we tend to bath them over night but that nighttime one it's like i don't know what's in it but them every time leo has a bath and we wash him in the johnson's nighttime stuff he's asleep straight away after it it's meant to it's it is meant to calm them and put and like help them sleep and stuff but it it works so well uh, but they do have another thing called a vapor bath and you squirt that into the bath when you're filling it with water so that when the baby's sat in the bath getting his bath the like the vapor within the water is like coming up in like the air particles i don't know the exact science behind it uh, and it helps with the chest and with the breathing and stuff like that so we've given him a few vapor baths this week uh, to help with that and i do think that's helped loads it's probably like a little thing many people don't think of because we didn't know about it until my sister said like if you go to the johnson's house there's a little green one it's a vapor bath you put it in the bath with them and it'll really help the chest and this was when he was sick when he was about two three weeks old when he had a little bit of a flu and we used that and it was fantastic so we've used that again this week and it's been it's been brilliant it really has it really has helped clear his chest and to be honest with you and like you can see every time he's had a bath after the bath you can, it just feels though his breathing's much better and much more contained and it isn't as wheezy and he isn't as unsettled um so i would say to any parent if if your child does have like flu-like symptoms definitely go and get the johnson's bath i mean we've used her a few times leo's been unlucky so i flew a few times uh, i think it's obviously he's just being born in a, in a winter what's very being very very cold i mean we've seen a massive downpour of snow and everything this year so it's just a cold winter really so it's just the weather and babies catch things a lot quicker than, than adults do and it hasn't helped that i've been sick as well quite a bit over christmas with the flu so i keep getting rid of it and getting it back again because soap catches are off me at my end and it's just a vicious cycle uh, but that's parents, I suppose. Like, he'll be coming over from there. She's soon passing his illness on to me or Sophie, and I'll be catching it off there. And it's just a vicious cycle. But that's what happens when you're a parent, I suppose. Um, but I would recommend to every parent to go and get the Johnson's Vapor Bath. Just have it in your house because you never know. Your baby could wake up any day with a, a flu like symptom if you get it early on, bath them early on with the Vapor Bath, and start treating it early on. I think you'd have a better chance of nipping it in the bud earlier than it than it lasting a little bit longer really and you don't really use that much we bought that i'd say only it was two weeks old and we've used probably about a quarter of it we have used it quite a bit this week so it, it's stuff that lasts it's even like the bath the nighttime stuff we've got the nighttime and the, the daytime one and they just last free just because the baby's obviously only so small you don't use as much shampoo and shower gel as you would on say your average me and you sort of thing um, so they are very very good but that vapor bath it is very good and something we did find this week that has helped us breathing and his, his flu like symptoms and his wheeziness so so much and i don't know how it took us from to be 12 weeks old to realize that you can use this from pretty much birth it's called snuffle baby 
it's a game changer. It's basically Vicks vapor rub. That so it, it when I've been sick this week, I've had a bit of Vicks vapor rub that you rub on your chest, and it just helps you to breathe. It helps clear your sinuses and stuff like that. Um, for those of you who don't know what it is, many people would have seen say footy players use it when they're playing football. You'll just see the little patch on the chest. Um, but it's what I always, whenever I'm sick, I'll always rub it on and it clears your throat and your chest so well. But obviously you can't use that on babies. And I always wonder, wonder what, like, if anything can be used on a baby like, like that because they can have vapour baths. And again, we went to Boots again on Thursday and we just seen it on the shelf. I remember hearing someone weeks ago mention Snuffle Baby and we had we just went to the, we were just looking in the, um, the medicine aisle and it was there so we had a look and we got like this snuffle baby vapor rub that you can put on the chest and on the back and i think you can use it from one month old um i think that's the exact description of it maybe even sooner maybe from birth but leo could use this one anyway um now you just literally put a little bit on his chest and my mum told me to put a little bit on his back and it'll really help with his breathing and it's worked absolute wonders to be honest it's it's really cleared his chest. He's breathing better in the last two days than he has all week since we've started using this snuffle baby and putting it on his chest, which helps clear his sinuses up a bit and stuff. And I'm just so annoyed that the woman in boots at the start of the week didn't recommend that to me and say, oh, you can't really use any medicine, but if you try a snuffle baby, because if we would have had that probably on, say, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, he might have been better by now rather than coming to the end of it now because we've had nothing but saline spray all week and it it's helped massively and snuffle baby also do their own saline spray type thing it's it's like a, a nasal thing that you square two drops up up each nostril uh, we use that leo hates that well more than the saline spray but again the mixture of using the snuffle baby nose drops and the snuffle baby rub i think that's that's helped leo massively absolutely massively like since we got that first his breathing's a hundred times better than it was on Thursday morning, for example, and this was as early as Friday morning. We could see the difference. We could see the difference as early as three, four hours after we used the stuff with them, really. Um, so it's definitely something if if your baby is experiencing like cold or flu symptoms, definitely do try Snuffle Baby. It's like the only thing you can use before three months old, but it does work. So once they become three months old, there's loads of other stuff that like my sister and friends and that swear by, like you can get a Snuffle Baby vapor plug in so you plug it in it's like the a plug um of a night time and you leave it on and it, it like pumps like vapor into the air which then obviously has the baby sleeping the breathing that in and it helps like clear the chest and stuff like that but you can't use that till the three months old you obviously you can get like better than cough syrup again when the three months old there's literally everything you look at if your baby has a cold or a flu or a chesty cough or whatever, everything is three months plus that they can use it. Um, but the only thing you can use before that is Calpol and Snuffle Baby. So for me, it's a game changer. I wish we would have knew about it sooner. We literally found out about this this week. So I just want to use the podcast just to say to any parent listening, any new parents, any expecting parents, I would highly, highly recommend you get some Snuffle Baby in the house because... Once you become a parent, you've got to have a medicine cover because then if your baby starts to get sick at, say, 9, 10 o'clock at night, you've got it in. You haven't got to shoot out the shop and start stressing, looking for something. So I'd highly recommend get some snuffle baby. Just leave it in your house. Uh, and then if you do get 
do get sick, you can just rub it on the chest, rub it on the back. And it really does help with the breathing and stuff. And like I said, you can use that from pretty much newborn. It's one of the only things you can use before three months. If you're listening and your child is older than three months, then you can use anything and you're blessed. Like if Leo was to get ill, hopefully he never gets ill again. Obviously he will, but if Leo was to get ill in the future, he's nearly three months now, so we'll be able to use like your your cold and flu make medication, your vapor plugins and stuff like that next time. But we he's had flu twice now in his short twelve weeks of life, and we've had nothing, nothing until this time when we discovered you can use snuffle baby. We've just had to let him ride it out with saline spray and Calpol if he ever needed it and his temperature was high, which he, it never is. He just got a flu. So it's hard. That's one thing I can say. It's mentally very hard. Like you might think, oh, it's only a bit of flu. But seeing your baby sick and not being able to give them anything to help it other than a little bit of saline spray or snuffle baby, it's hard. It really is hard because when we're sick, our instant, if we have cold or a cold and a flu or chesty cough we'll go and get cough medicine or cold and flu tablets or we'll have like the little lemsip drinks or or whatever there'll be something that we can have that will help aid or take away like the pain you're having from coughing or if your nose is blocked you can clear it with like sinus stuff there's so much out there for adults but then when it's a baby there's nothing and that's the annoying thing but like i said snuffle baby we got it this week it's been fantastic in the last two days of using it, Leo's came on tenfold, really. He's completely back to himself. He's just at the end of it now, and hopefully by, say, tomorrow, Monday, he's completely fine and rid of it. Um, and hopefully I don't catch it again as well, because I've already had it. feels like I've been I've had flu since Christmas, honestly. I got rid of, like, two days and then got a chesty cough. And then after the chesty cough went after, like, four days, and now I've got a little bit of a flu again. <laughs> It's just that time of year, isn't it? Bring on the summer. That's what I say. But then I say that I'm madly, madly, madly allergic to grass. So I've got real bad hay fever. So summer, I'm just walking around sneezing all summer anyway. So just one of them things in it. But hopefully he doesn't have hay fever. I wouldn't wish that on him. Um, but yeah, it's been a pretty, little bit of a a mad week, really. Like we haven't left the house at all, uh, other than to go as handcast, and he's just stayed in, getting better. So there's not really much to discuss on today's podcast. Like I said, there is. It will be quite short. Um, the only time we did leave the house this week, bar of swimming, was for his hand and foot casting, which is I keep saying hand and foot casting. People look at me like, "What are you on about?" Basically, Soph's friend when we went there the other week had a mold of her baby's hand and footprints. But she got it done when he was like one. And she was like, oh, my biggest regret is that I didn't get it done when he was so young. So I said to Sophie, let's get it done now. I mean, I know he's, we got it done Monday, so he was 11 weeks old. I would have loved to have got it done at newborn, but it's something you can keep forever. So it's like the mold round the hand and the foot. I think they cast it with maybe cement or porcelain, whatever they use. Um, and then it gets painted like silver because that matches our decor. So we went for a silver one. But I wanted it because in 20, 30 years' time, we'll always have this framed casting of Leo's hand and foot. Like, literally the exact... What his foot and hand look like now, we've got that in, like, 
stone form. I'm not sure the exact product they use. All I know is that it's going to be it's silver in a frame. So we've got that forever. So like it's just bossed. I mean, imagine like like twenty years. Obviously, we've got we're gonna have it out in the living room, but in twenty years' time, we're still not gonna have it on on display, are we? But it's just having it there and. Imagine when you're sorting your house out in like 10, 20 years and you see it and you're like, oh, that was Leo's Adam footprint when he was born. Like, it's just something to keep and look back on. Um, and that I'm all for that. It's like we we use something called free prints um, where you get so many photos free a month. Now I know you've got a phone. In fact, I'll get on to the free prints in a minute. We'll hold the cast them. Um, so although Leo was sick when he got this done, he was very, very good considering he just was really unsettled. But it was dead easy. He had to hold him. He dipped his foot into the mold um there is a word for it i can't think what, i think it's algamatum i think that's what it's called cause i remember seeing a video on it and he stick his foot into it obviously it gets hard and he do the same with his hand that gets hard and then we left and obviously that's when the the woman will then pour the the casting into it let it set pull away the algamatum paint it and frame it and it's ready to go we have got to wait five weeks for it very very busy if you are in the local liverpool merseyside wivel chester area she's based out the wivel it's called kk caston couldn't recommend her enough really made us feel warm welcome and at home when we went to get it done and the whole process was was really nice to be honest um so i, I would i would recommend it to everyone it's something you can you can keep forever and always look back on which i do think is it's quite cute to be honest. I'm all for that. Like I've just mentioned all the free prints. We get I think it's like forty five prints a month. There's just an app on your phone. And then when I've got the first lot, I think it was my mum who said to me, like, why are you getting photos printed out when everything's on a phone these days? And that's the attitude a lot of people have, like, why print photos off when everything's on your phone? But the way I look at it, although there is cloud storage, and if I was to lose my phone tomorrow, everything's backed up to the cloud, so I can still get all them pictures. In the, my theory behind it comes from when my nan passed away last year and we were sorting her house out and we went and like, you were sorting through things. She had boxes and boxes of photos because obviously when my nan, my nan's children and, and even when I was growing up, smartphones weren't a thing so you could take a picture and keep it forever. So like my mum's got loads of boxes of photos of like me and my brother and sister when we were children and stuff like that. And it was just nice like as a family sitting there when we're sorting through things and seeing all these old photos and all these old memories and stuff. And it just hit me, like, in 20, 30 years' time, I'm not going to say to Leo, oh, look at you as a baby and scroll back 30 years of photos on your cloud. Because that would take hours, even if you searched for the year, scrolling back or searching for the year, it's just a pain, in it, where it'd be quite nice to just have the photos there and then in when anything happens to me and Sophie and Leo's sorting our house out and he's going through everything to sort it and he finds a box of photos and sees all pictures of him as a baby it's just something nice for him to keep like i've got loads of photos now that my nan had as me as a child and i know that like obviously there's loads of photos of me as a baby and growing up in my mum's house that eventually i will i will obtain and stuff like that so it's just nice to keep them rather than having everything on a phone and everything being in, in a digital universe i think it's nice to actually have hard copies of the photos so that yeah, they will just go in a box. Yeah, you're not going to sit staring at them. But it's also nice to just have because who knows where the world will be in 10, 20, 30 years' time and the world of photos. But these being printed, 
they're there forever. Like they'll never go. So they're there forever. You, you could get a hundred new phones. Cloud storage could just stop and you you lose pictures. Like I've lost phones in the past and would he, the pictures I've wanted haven't been backed up and some have and you lose some things and you just never got that risk really. Like I would have hated if in, even in like a few years time, say I lost my phone and then you're looking for pictures and you haven't got them. Um, that That's annoying or you lose things on your phone and you're just like, oh. So that's why we started. It's it's free. Like I said, it is free. It's something called Free Prints. It's a free app. I'd recommend it to everyone. Um, I'd recommend it to everyone in general anyway, even if you're not a parent. Just just print your memories off and keep your memories forever and in photo form. Like, who knows? In a few years, me and Soph might be sorting the house out and stumble across these photos that we've only just got and being put in a box and sit down and look through them and see Leo when he was first born and his first few weeks of life, his first few months of life. And it's just sort of we can sit on and smile and, and I think like, look where... Look at them then to, to now sort of thing where you're not going to go through. You're not going to say to sofa, I'll get a cup of tea, sofa, and sit next to me and let's scroll through me. Um, let's scroll through me photos on my phone. It's just not something that's really feasible. Um, where if you have actual physical photos, I think it is. So that's one bit of advice I would give to every every new parent, really, is do do check out the app. It's just called Free Prints. You just pay shipping. I think it's about £2 shipping. And this engine, I think it's 45 or 50 photos a month. You upload the photos within like a week later, they come at your door. You don't, you can sit and look for them. We've used some of them to put in frames and stuff like that uh, around the house. But the majority of them will literally just go into Leo's little memory box and never get looked at. But then in 5, 10, 15, whatever years, they're there and you're never going to lose them. You've never got the risk of losing a phone or cloud storage going kaput or anything like that. They're always just there, ready to look at whenever you want it. And I think it's just a good memory to keep and to have on your person, really. And free prints also do something called photo books. Again, you get one photo book a month. So what sort of me and Sophie have decided to do is every single month we print our, we, in this book, you think it's like 20 pages, paperback book. Your first one is a hardback. We have got a hardback, which we used for the first week of Leo's life rather than doing the first month, the first week of Leo's life all the photos we took, we put into this free photo book. It was like a hardback, again, that we can keep forever. And we can open it in, in however many years and be like, oh, that was his first week of he was born. And, and just things like that. It's just nice to look back on. Um, but you can get like a paperback book every month as well. So me and Soph select our, our if there's 20 photos you put in it, we choose our best 20 photos of Leo from that month and, and print it off. And again, in a few years, we'll have a book in month order so like the one that's going to come in a few days that'll say january leo january and it'll just be all photos of leo from january 2024 so he's just gonna he'll be sat there like in a few years and he can look month by month for how much he changed and it's also good for us in a few years to look back on and see the changes over the month like i mentioned earlier on in the podcast you don't really notice it when you see them every day so document it with like photos and they're not just sitting on your phone and never to be looked at again I think it's a fantastic idea to to print them off and to get them into little photo books and to little photo albums and stuff. And it's something you can always look back on then. And it's something that I made up, me and Sophie have done from from day one with Leo. It's something we can always keep. And part of the reason I did do it is, is because my nan always had photos. She loved taking photos. She loved making photo albums. And I just thought, well, 
I'm going to do this because me na if my nan was still here, she'd be taking loads of photos on a little disposable camera and getting them printed off of the baby. So I'm going to do it. Obviously, now I suppose on my phone and get them printed off, how technology's evolved, but it was important to me to have them printed as well. And I think it's it's something every parent should do, really, because it's always good to to look back on, in in my opinion. Um, however many years from now that we decide to look back on them. But, yeah, coming up in the, in the next week, um, there's not much else to speak of from, from this week. We're coming up next week. He obviously has got us swimming on Monday. He's finally starting his baby club with so in South Nan's church on Tuesday. Um, he got registered for that weeks ago and hasn't been able to go through a variety of things like the his hand on foot cast and he had uh, um, his needles. He got weighed one week, but he's going this week, and then he's got sensory again as well. Uh, he's back in sensory. That we were on half term this week, so he's got his sensory class as well next week. Um, that was scary as well because we had to book his next term of sensory the other day. And you're booking on the one three to six months and you're thinking, this sensory terms went so quick. By the time we're booking the next lot of sensory, he's going to be six months old. We're booking the six months to one year one then. And that's when I was like, oh my God, like that's going to come around so quick. And like my sister's little girl, she's one in, I think two weeks. It's the end of this month. She's one. I think that's two weeks. No, it's the start of what I'm talking about. In four weeks, um, Leo's little cousin, my sister's little girl, my niece, she's one, which is scary. Scary. I remember her being born again, like that was yesterday, and she's one this month, which is is mad. So I just know that I'm gonna blink on Leo's. We're gonna be planning Leo's first birthday. Like it's like at the minute we're planning his christening, and you just know that the sooner that's done, dusted, christened, the next day you're gonna be like, right, okay, time to plan the birthday. It's christening's the end of July. It's birthday's November, so you probably will start planning his birthday around the time the christening finishes. So just something always going on. Um. As a parent, but I can't wait for his christening party. I can't wait for his birthday party. I can't wait for all them little milestones. Because he's still, even though he's been sick, he has continued to hit milestones. He's properly grabbing his rattles now and shaking them. And then he'll drop them and just look at you as to say, like, get me my rattle back. Because <laughs> he, he hasn't quite grasped picking it up yet. But he's grasped holding it and shaking the life out of it to make the noise. So he loves doing that. And he's just been holding his head up a lot more now to the point that he needs very minimal support with his neck. And he's just changing every single day. Like before we know it, he'll be holding it up and, and crawling and stuff like that. So it's crazy. And um, before we do go, we always have a gadgets and tips section. Again, there's not much new this week like there wasn't last week, but this week I haven't really had time to look at any new things we could get that'll help us because our whole focus has just been on nurturing Leo and making sure he's okay and getting him back to, to full health. Um, the only thing I would say was what I said earlier is snuffle baby, get it in your house, get it stocked up. You never know when you're going to need it. It's something you can use before the three months old. Uh, so if they do get a flu or a cough or a little bit chesty, use it. It really, really helps. And it's good to just have it in your house anyway or things like baby medicine that can help. Um, the other thing I'd say is so good is so... Leo was struggled. He wasn't colic. He didn't have colic because colics were obviously my mum was saying my, my brother had colic and he, they were so uncontrollable. Like she remembered my brother crying and screaming for like three hours after a feed once and was just nothing would soothe him and that's what colic can cause. But most babies do need a little bit of help getting the wind up and we were using him for col for that and it was working fine, putting him in his bottle. Um, 
we stopped using it because he started to feel like he didn't really need it and then he started struggling a little bit to to get the wind up again but Infocol for some reason just weren't working anymore so I know his body's probably got immune to it so we tried gripe water now if you look online it says there's no scientific evidence to prove gripe water can help aid getting rid of wind but the very first time we gave Leo gripe water before his bottle by the end of his bottle he had had the biggest like poo ever like just constantly squeezing it was just like a big farty poo and then he just started smiling and laughing and you could see it was like a massive relief to him so it definitely helped him and you can only use grape water five or six six times in a day in a 24-hour period so it's something we only really use probably two or three times a day and stick to the infocol mainly but um like two or three of us bottles we won't use infocol we'll use grape water just to Mix it up a bit for him. And it, it's worked really, really well, to be fair. So I would recommend grape water. Again, it's something you can use from birth. Um, and also if they're struggling and they've got a bit of wind and they're getting a little bit unsettled and crying, you can naturally dip the... What, how would that word? I call it a dummy. So I've called it a dodo a, or a doody or something. And then I know Americans call it a pacifier. I'm just trying to give all the names for what it's called because you've got listeners from around the world. So I'm not sassy as saying a dummy and people think, what is he talking about? Um, another word is soother. You can actually put that anyway into a bit of grape water and obviously give it to the baby. So like when they're having the, the pacifier soother, dummy, dody, whatever you want to call it, um, they're getting a little bit of the grape water off that as well. So again, it can help them like burp, it can help them poo. It, it's very, very good for, for colicky babies even if colics are as bad as what colic can be a lot of babies do struggle with the wind um in the early weeks so i'd really recommend grape water as well as infocol that, that's standard everyone uses that but grape water i think has been being fantastic for leo especially this week when he just doesn't have the energy to to strain a poo out or whatever i think this has really really helped them so i'd recommend grape water and and infocol for that and the only real big gadget uh, it's not even a gadget I'd say is is a godsend really for for a newborn is a pillow for feeding it's something you don't even think of and Soph's cousin bought us one it's literally like it's like a pregnancy pillow shape but a lot smaller it's literally like an l-shaped pillow and it goes behind like your back and under your arm so that when you're feeding the baby the weight of the baby isn't just all on your arm and your arms then resting on on this pillow yet you could just use a pillow off your couch but this is good because when you put it down and you're sitting on the back and it's at the, it's next to you, it doesn't move. And if you're using pillows off your couch, obviously that they can move as the baby as you're getting up to wind them. That pillow then could then flop. And you've got to try and fix the pillow before getting them back into a feeding position. This one, when you sit real up to wind them, does the pillow doesn't move. Then so when you're lying back to feed them, it's the exact same position it was prior to being winded. So I think it's very, very good. I don't know where where a cousin got it from. Um, it's it was just a present, but I had a little quick look on Amazon. Amazon's my favorite place in the world. I got everything off Amazon, but I had a quick look on Amazon, uh, and just typed in maternity feeding pillows, and it they, like they came up. So if you just type in feeding pillows, I wouldn't want to put one in my link tree because I don't want to recommend something that I haven't used. Um, if they're very very similar to the ones I've got. But I wouldn't want to say, oh, this one's very good and you get it and it comes and it's like tiny or it's too big or it's rubbish. It doesn't feel right. I don't want to say that because then you're like, Matthew, you recommended this to us and it's crap. 
and I don't want to I don't want to recommend crap things. Um, so I'm not going to put it in my link tree. But if you just type in feed and pillow, I'm ninety nine percent sure they all do the same job. But like I said, I don't want to put it in my link tree and say go and get that the one I've got because it's not, and then I'll be lying to you. And we're all transparent on this podcast. Um, but I'd really recommend that. It's something we use every single day when we're feeding Leo downstairs. When we're feeding him upstairs, you're in the bed. There's loads of pillows there to move around and stuff. But when we're feeding them downstairs, it's something we do use often. And I do swear by it. So I'd recommend it to everyone to do invest into a, into a feeding pillow. Um, and yeah, that that's the only gadget I've really got this week. So I might have one next week because Soph wants to buy a baby carrier because she thinks it'll be easier to have them there. So you've got your hands free. I don't know it. It, how good it would be loads of people seem to use it don't really appeal to me i'm happy to just carry them but if so wants one we'll get one and if we do get one we can speak also on next week's podcast and how good it is because loads of people do rave about them and um, but we will leave it there for this week because there's not much else to really add and um, because leo has been sick all week we haven't done much we did plan to go to blue planet this week and have that little bit of sensory time with them like walking up at the aquarium and things like that but with him being sick, we just didn't take him out. So it's been a pretty chilled week um, sitting in all day, just getting Leo better. So hopefully he is getting a little bit better now. Um, it is Saturday, so hopefully by like Monday he will be much, much better and we'll be able to to do more things next week. Like I said, he's got his swimming and his sensory club and he's starting baby club next week. And if we can, I'm going to try and squeeze a blue planner in as well in, into the week just so it's something else for us to do. Um we'll have a lot more to talk about next week i do think saturdays at 6 p.m will be on new definite podcast release time just because for me to release it on a friday i do work fridays so i have to record it on a thursday and leo goes to sensory on a friday and i just feel like there might be stuff that he's learned or something i can tell you about that's good for the baby like last week we were speaking about the baby massages that's so learned in sensory i wouldn't have had that if i recorded it on the thursday because she learned that on the friday so i think i don't work saturdays i think saturdays is the best day to release it because i can record it saturday morning it's pretty much the end of leo's week because he doesn't really do much over the weekend and anything from like sensory to swimming to baby clubs to appointments they all happen monday to friday so being able to record it on a saturday and get it out for saturday evening i think is the most logical way to go about things because we can get more stuff spoken about in it and you can learn more then as well rather than me saying well he's going to i'm recording this thursday and he's going to sensory tomorrow so when he learns tomorrow i'll tell you all next week i just think it's easier to stick to saturdays at 6 p.m and we can get more more into it then so we'll do that so from now on from this podcast onwards it'll be saturdays at 6 p.m not fridays i say that i think out of our eight episodes six of them have been released on a saturday anyway um, so it's just pretty much sticking to that rather than trying to aim for the Friday release day. So it'll carry on being Saturdays at 6pm. Um, but before we do go, don't forget to go onto the link tree in the description and follow us on all our social media. We are on Instagram and TikTok. I haven't made a Twitter yet. I'll probably make a Twitter this weekend. Uh, I know it's a very good way to promote the podcast. And I'll add that to the link tree when I do do that. And I'll promote it on our TikTok and our Instagram that we have made on to follow us there. So if you do already follow us on our social media you'll see a notification saying we're now on, on Twitter as well, or X. It's called X nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, so you'll see that. If you don't follow us on social media, don't forget to go on the link tree and follow us on Instagram and TikTok there. I need to post more on TikTok and Instagram, to be honest with you. I'm not someone who posts all the time on social media, even on my own social media. So trying to upkeep 
this one as well. It, I'm not the best at it, but I I do promise to try and post a little bit more from if we go on days out or things like that. I will post more of it, make a little TikToks now as well, because the nubby TikTok I done seems to do really well and loads of people loved it. So I'll try and do a few more of them, like little tips I've learned and do little short form TikToks so people can see me doing it rather than just hear me speaking about it. Because um, I'm the same, to be honest, if I want to learn something, I'll watch a YouTube video. I, I'm a visualizer. I have to see it visually done. And I'll learn from that rather than just listening to someone and thinking, right, I can do that. So I will promise you I'll start doing more TikToks and more Instagrams and stuff in the next few weeks. Hopefully next week's podcast will be much longer than this because we've got loads going on. All those classes are back. Leo's getting back to full health. So we won't be sat talking about how sick he's been. Um, and I, there will be a guest on within the next two weeks as well. I've been speaking to a few people, just locking in when they can come on and stuff like that. People are busy, um, but there will be a guest on in the next two weeks, so we can talk all about being a parent. Um, but I will let you know the week before the guest is on, so if there's any questions that you want to ask myself and the guest who could have more experience than me, they could have more children, older children, went through more different things than me, then we can put the, the questions to our guests as well through the social media. But before we do leave it there, don't forget to keep sharing it, keep liking it, leaving ratings on it. Wherever you listen to your podcast, do leave a little rating. It means the world to me. Everyone who's been listening so far has rated the podcast, which means a lot. So keep doing that. Keep telling your mates all about it. If you know anyone who's having a baby, do tell them about the podcast. Um, my aim is to try and help as many people as I can step into parenthood. Um, we can do this journey together is my is my little philosophy like if people are becoming parents we can all do it together and and delve into the unknown together and that's the whole purpose of of first time dad like i said at the start of the podcast thank you so much to each and every single person who's listens to the podcast each and every different country running through them quick we've got portugal sweden canada indonesia zambia belgium india ireland australia the philippines new zealand Spain, Mexico, United States, and United Kingdom, all listening to the pod, which is is crazy. Um, we've actually got a, a quite a few females listening to us as well. Um, twenty five percent of the audience is female, so that's good. Um, for any female listeners, we are also getting mums on the podcast. Although it's the tales of a first time dad, I think it's important to get a mum's perspective as well. So we have got guests coming on the podcast who are female. Uh, who can talk about their experiences of going back to work and um, nurseries and, and things like that, that the changes in a woman's life, the nine months off while your partner's in work, things like that. There's loads that we can we can ask the women as well and learn from. So we are going to have women guests as well as men guests. It's not just going to be dads, there's going to be mums as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to every single person who listens to the podcast and shares the podcast. It means the absolute world to me. I'll be back next week, Saturday at 6 p.m. like we are every single week. I've been Matty. These are my tales of becoming a first-time dad. And thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.